Kravitz. If you have not followed his Triple H Horse Racing Podcast, you're missing out. It's one of the best podcasts in the country. Good evening and welcome to episode 291 of the HHH Racing Podcast. I'm your proud host, Howard Kravitz. Thank you very much for what will be a special night. We're going to be covering the huge, huge day of racing at Parks Racecourse in Pennsylvania. It is Pennsylvania Derby and and Cotillion Day. It's the biggest day of racing in the state of Pennsylvania, and there are some fantastic stake races and a great late Philly Pick 5 that we're going to be discussing with our expert panel, including two guys that were with us last year that know uh, Philadelphia and Parks Racing like a glove. Can't wait to bring them on the show. Please make sure you subscribe on the bottom right-hand side of the screen. After you do that, hit that notification bell so that you know when new content will rise and smash. And I mean smash. Come on, you Philly people. Smash that like button so we can send people to this fantastic YouTube channel and podcast. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. We have great power picks. Look below the video player for power picks. And I'm also very excited to announce that we will have a Keeneland-only power picks tip sheet. Information for that will be coming out next week, but we will have a Keeneland-only power picks tip sheet. Look for that if you're on our email list. Please check that out. If you're not on our email list and you want information about the podcast, please email us, HHH Racing Podcast, uh, and, and, and get us information. Let me go ahead and show you. Actually, our email is going to be down below on uh, the video player. But if you want to get on an email list, please email us. There it is right there. hkravitzhorse at gmail.com. You can see it scrolling right now. Please contact us for that also. And we also have a great website, hhhracingpodcast.com. Please check that out. We also, we haven't really been talking about this as much as we should, but we are on Instagram. So if you like uh, following, uh, follow us on Instagram, you see it there, www.instagram.com backslash HHH Racing Podcast. Uh, Noah Maher from Benton Boozen is doing a lot of stuff on Instagram, on our Instagram page. So please follow us on Instagram. Again, go to the Instagram.com backslash HHH Racing Podcast and check out our Instagram page. We also have a TikTok page. We are growing with our social media. Please check us out there as well. All right. So let's go ahead and first, before we bring on our special guests, let me bring on my usual co-host to the show. First, from what will be very soon, the East Coast of Maryland, Mr. Pete Visco, and from the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, where it never rains, especially at the Saratoga Special, Mr. Uh Paul Halloran. Guys, I know you love talking about weather so much, Paul, and you sort of give me a hard uh, time, right, rightly so, when we talk about weather at Saratoga, when it says it's going to rain and it doesn't rain Saturday in Philly, eh, it, looks, it looks a little shaky. Yeah, no, it looks a lot shaky. It's uh, really too <laughs> bad. I feel, you know, it, it's such a great day. I went last year for the first time, and it was, you know, it was like 80 and sunny, and it was festive, and... You know, it's their one day to really shine, pun intended. And uh, the last time I checked, there was a 100% chance of rain. So <laughs> it, it kind of takes the thought out of it, Pete. 
<laughs> yeah, that's that's good odds right there, hundred. I wish everything we could do on this show was a hundred percent guaranteed. Uh, we got yeah, uncle it's uh, uncle it's not good. Is there a new uncle? Uncle Chris. What about Uncle Howard? Hopefully the weather clears out for parks. Be a shame if it was a crap day. That would be a shame. We got some new people here. Uh, thank you very much. We got uh, Spencer and Horn. Spencer, thanks for joining the show. Who will be speaking first? Joe Philly or Philly Joe or <laughs> Philly Boy? Ooh, I don't know. Well, we'll see. These are pretty uh, two gregarious characters. So I'm sure uh, they both will be giving us a lot of information. We got Richard Avalars here. Good evening. Uh, Uncle Howard, I'm, I'm <laughs> again. What's going on with those? Oh, the bears. Oh, gosh. What a fucking disaster. Dumpster <laughs> fire. Dumpster fire. Oh, my goodness. Jeez. Uh, let's see. Tom Espinosa is here. Uh, tough on, choice. HHA show it's not a now, tough choice. But my fourth is coming soon. Tough. It's not a tough choice. Nobody tough cares choice. about the first quarter, Tom. You can, you can ignore you that. Just watch the second half. There you go. Uh, guys, right. Last thing before I bring on um, Andrew and Joe. Uh, last weekend at Woodbine, just a one minute recap. Um, Patches O'Hulahan says, Howard, I'm going to stuff you into a locker, uh, but does win by an inch, Paul, over a horse that I'm sure you and I had in the pick uh, uh, five, like 35 to one. So Patches was game, but we were sort of right that he, you know, wasn't a sure thing, although he was very game. Uh, Pete, you had. Um, not modern games. Sorry. Uh, why am I drawing a blank? Master of the Seas. Who was impressive, but I, I don't know if he has like the turn of foot that's going to be good for San Anita Pete. I don't know. He was impressive. It was a bad field, to be honest. Um, yeah. And that was the last race. The rail horse did not win that we were that we talked about a lot that went to the lead but could not hold on and replicate. It was a fun day last weekend at, uh, at Woodbine Pete. Yeah, only went too deep in that last leg and didn't have the winner, so got knocked out in the yeah. in the last leg of the pick five. Luckily, it didn't didn't pay all that much, so it wasn't super painful, but still better than ripping them up, as we say. Yeah, it was a good day though. Yeah, Master of the Seas is the it was the big interesting one because I mean he'll go to the Breeders' Cup Mile, and it's hard to evaluate that race, like you said, because of the the rest of the field was a little weak. Yeah, any other thoughts? Quick thoughts from Woodbine uh, last week, Paul. And then we'll bring on our guests and get rolling here. Yeah, I, th I agree. I thought Master of the Seas, it was kind of a workmanlike win. You know, he wasn't overly impressive, but I, I can't say that I ever thought he was going to lose. <laughs> you know, yeah. well, not, not with that and field. Not with that field. Right. Yeah. I think he did what he had to do. And, you know, they move on to the big one. And I will say that the horses coming out of Woodbine traditionally do okay, especially in like a Santa Anita's. We'll see. We'll see, but I I think the horses is coming out of Woodbine. I thought Carson's run, who not because I liked him, but I, I thought he ran pretty well. He was yes. good. And Sheree DeVoe's uh, filly in, in the uh, other Ooh, uh, she's field, so pretty. other turf, mile turf. She could be – I don't know if Carson's going to be good enough to be a threat in the in the juvenile turf, but Sheree DeVoe's filly I think absolutely could be. So it's going to be fascinating. But there, hey, might Paul, be real, called, right. there might be a horse called Copper Missile, uh, Pete, in the Breeders' Cup oh. juvenile turf, yeah, we're not, right? We're, yeah, we're going we're gonna to wipe all them out, obviously. There you go. Real I, quick, real quick, real quick before we yeah. go, Paul, you, we always talk about how we screw things up. So when I was handicapping for last week's show – I was handicapping the Cherie DeVoe horse and I sent it to my cousin, Nick, who you guys met at Saratoga. I said, yeah, you're yeah. Gonna, I said, when you get to this race, you're going to love this horse. Just bet it, just write it down and bet it. So I text him after I see she wins pays 18. Beautiful. I was like, did you bet? And I was at his house Friday. I went to be, I was up in Jersey. 
I said, did you have the horse I gave you? Oh, shit, I forgot. So $18 horse down the tube. So as, as, on, as per usual in my family, we always do the wrong thing. So, all right, well, we're going to, we're going to do the right thing tonight. Let's bring yeah. on two great guys. Now I uh, guys, you'll remember these uh, gentlemen, hopefully from last year. I know one uh, uh, is a friend of mine. I know personally, and Andrew we've had on the show and is a terrific guy. These are two excellent handicappers. If you're just watching now, or you're going to be watching later or listening later, you have to listen to the show because these two guys are bringing on no parks racing very well, are very student handicappers and have done a lot in their uh, careers in horse racing as well. So let me bring them on first. They're both from Philly uh, and they both have their name, that name in their moniker. Let's bring on a good friend of mine, excellent handicapper, contest player, uh, joined us at Saratoga. You guys might remember seeing him this past summer. Does a great job. Let's bring him on. And we have Philly, Joe Mecca. Joe, how you doing tonight? Great, Howard. Thanks for having me. Hey, Pete. Hey, Paul. Good to see you What's guys up, again. Joe? Hey, Joe. Good to man? see you again, pal. And from In the Money Media, who does a great job covering uh, the blog for In the Money Media, where yours truly sort of got my start two and a half years ago. And, guys, he covers parks, and he covers it like a glove. And if you remember, this gentleman gave us some nice winners last year as well. Let's bring him on. Philly boy himself, Andrew Vitazinski. Andrew, how you doing? He's, oh, he's on. He's on mute. He's doing oh, the call. Oh man! Oh, my bad. My bad. <laughs> What's up, Andrew? How hey, are Andrew? You? doing good. Doing good. How How about you guys? Everybody's doing good. Yeah, doing good. I'd be Sorry, doing better, Andrew, if I wasn't there. coming down into a freaking hurricane Saturday. <laughs> I'd like to be coming down into the sunshine I came into last year. Yeah, last year was a lot better uh, weather-wise, uh, but hopefully oh. we make a lot more money this year. So. I'm going to bring right, you guys on right. a little bigger yeah. screen here. So uh, before we get into the handicapping, we'll go a little bigger screen. Uh, Joe and Andrew, very quickly, tell everyone at home about how parks may or may not play with a lot of rain. It looks like it's going to rain for sure. Let's cross our fingers and hope they don't cancel anything crazy like that. Andrew, you mentioned the, the wind might be the only issue, but I don't think it's going to be yeah. too bad. Have you guys played parks when it's really sloppy? Any guess at all? on how it might play on Saturday, assuming they're going to be running on the dirt? Um, I guess I'll go first. Uh, basically, don't go to the rail because down the stretch, the rail usually – sometimes it has puddles, sometimes it doesn't. It depends on how, how much they take care of it. But if they seal it the night before, which I hope they do, um, yeah. it should just be more speed favoring than anything. Um, but you want to be in the middle of the track, uh, turn it for home no matter where you are. So – um dry or not even if it's dry it's usually better in the middle of the track but when it's wet it's like a highway down the middle of the track so that's where you want to be when it's wet joe those books behind you, you aren't like information on parks racing is it you got you got you got, you got no, I, in those I'm, back there or what I'm, I'm still in my i'm still in my office so i had a late right. a late day and i'm still in the office today so <laughs> is, is that what you found also joe middle of the track stay away from the rail yeah I, I mean it's probably going to be a highway i mean i'm sure it's going to be super fast um like andrew said i would hope they seal it the night before um and yeah you want to be nowhere near that rail um it's just going to be a dead dead rail um it's usually dead anyway but it's going to be dead with all this rain we're going to get uh we've got indy guys there's me comments at the bottom of the screen indy 229 philly boy gonna deal parks knowledge i got a feeling we got some of your buddies guys watching uh tonight <laughs> so anyone who anyone who knows philly joe or andrew thanks for joining the show and if you're new to our show uh, please hit that subscribe button, guys, on the bottom left-hand side of the screen and 
watch us on Wednesday nights and Thursday nights. We have James Marshall. Go on, Philly boy. We got a lot of people here watching tonight. We've got Eric as well. Hi, fellas. What's up, Eric? How are you? Uh, Pete and Paul, great to have some new people on the chat tonight. Paul, are you going no matter what? And then we'll get into the handicapping. Are you going to be there for sure? Yeah, I was, yeah. I mean, unless they cancel tomorrow, which I don't think they're going to do. I mean, I'm yeah, I'm not going until Saturday morning. So uh, okay. I have beautiful. All right, so here's what we're going to do, everyone. We are going to be handicapping what's called the Philly Five, which is the late pick five, which starts in race ten. It's going to be four huge stake races, followed by a very difficult large allowance race in the last. There are stake races before the races that we're talking about. and We're starting in race 10. Uh, there's a turf race, the Turf Monster, which is usually a nice race. You'd have to imagine guys asking me off the turf. There's also the Marathon Race with Next, who will be three to five in that spot. So we're not going to be talking about some of the – I don't want to give short shrift to the PA breads and the alphabet soup steaks, but, again, that's a turf race. So we're going to be focusing on mainly the big races, guys, the dirt races starting in – race 10. So let me set up some banners here and we will get right into it. Let me do this guys. And we're going to start with race 10. You're going to see picks on the bottom of the screen and there's going to be a lot of them. So there's all five. It's a scrolling banner. There they are on uh, the bottom of the screen. Guys, I hope I did everything correctly. If I made a mistake, uh, please let me know. And then also at the end, we will have everyone's late pick five tickets as well. So stay tuned, strap it in. It's going to be a great show. Here we go, guys. And Joe and Andrew, we're always going to start with you guys out of respect to our special guests here tonight. So uh, who's going to be first? Whoever I freaking decide. <laughs> That's how it's going to go there. All right, guys. But we'll, we'll, we will uh, alternate it. So let me go ahead and bring up on the screen the entries for the first race. Here we go. We're also going to show some replays. And Andrew and Joe, if there's some replays you absolutely want us to show as well, you know, I, I can, of course, do that through era formulator so let me go big screen here here we go guys the first race of the philly five on saturday it starts at about 404 eastern it is the parks dirt mile stakes it is a field of seven and let me refresh this because we should have morning lines on here there we go and the morning line favorite and pete and paul you know i'm going to say something because this is just completely ridiculous is gunite at two to one if gunite is two to one um, then I, I'm going to be the queen of England uh, in, in next year. Uh, Gunite is going to be three to five. P, uh, Joe and Andrew, I have no idea who does the morning lines. And people say, Howard, why do you even care? Because I do some, I do tend to rail a little bit on morning lines, guys. But it does matter because I think it sort of deceives the public and it can change the betting at least a little bit. There is no effing way. Andrew, I'll go with you first. There is no effing way that Gunite or Gunite will be two to one in this spot. I do find it interesting, guys, that he is going to this spot. Does that mean Echo Zulu will run in the Breeders' Cup uh, sprint against the boys because Asperson doesn't want those two to hook up? I think that's an interesting sort of sidebar conversation here. But, Andrew, you're going with uh, Gunite. Actually, almost everyone is going with Gunite except Pete and Paul. They're going to be contrarian. Uh, Andrew, you go first. Let's talk about Gunite. Yeah, I think Gunite just might be obviously a class above this group on the dirt or on uh, the slop. But um, this horse had a really good race, lost to Elite Power at Saratoga in the, in the rain. Um, and that race is, I mean, Elite Power would smoke this field. So 
I think that this horse is definitely getting a little bit of a class relief. Um, and there's, you know, there's some horses that are going to be going with the five. Um, but I just don't know if they can keep up for the whole race with the five. Um, Gaffleone's won, won the uh, Cotillion, I believe, last year uh, going gate to wire. So he knows how to ride parks, as uh, most people don't sometimes. Uh, but you usually want to be in front. And this horse has good numbers on the slop and should just be the best. Yeah, his best races, though, are one, ter- are one turn. So I don't think he's a complete slam dunk with the weather. And there's uh, you mentioned there's other speed. You'd have to believe that he's going to be on the lead, right, uh, Andrew? I mean, Nimitz class has some tactical speed, but he's not naturally as fast. I think Mish is going to definitely go. The Mish. Not too familiar. Mish is going to go. I'm not too familiar with Tyler. It's Tyler Connor, I think, right, guys? Yeah. I'm not too familiar with him. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming Mish is going, but and can't good night. Joe just sit off a mission, go by as he pleases, you would think. But again, the whole yeah. two-turn thing is a little weird for me. I, look, I, you know, and Andrew said it, this is, I look at this as such a class relief for Gunite that I don't care if he's going one or two turns here. I mean, yeah. this is his race. This is his race to lose. Um, you know, what, his last loss in the last three was, was against Elite Power. I mean, come on. This is... This is such a this is such a class relief for him. It'll be interesting to see if Mish uh, does push to the front, and then like you said, Howard, just gonna all he's got to do is just lay right off. You know, don't get into a speed duel. I don't think Tyler would. Um, you don't need to. You know, if if Mish wants to go, let him go. If he doesn't, I don't really know who else is gonna really go to the lead. Um, if Gunnite gets the easy lead, he's gone. I mean, as you'll see in the uh, the pick fives, I mean, this was my single up, down, and everywhere. I mean, I just – look, it sucks that he – yeah, you're not getting anywhere near two to one on this horse. If you are, I mean, I'd be loading with, with both fists. But, yeah, he's probably going to be three to five. So be it. You know, I'm going to have uh, – you know, look, you take what – it gives you, and I think that this is going to be – this is definitely his race to lose. Such a class relief for him here. Well, that's what Richard Richard said. Do you think he'll run the, in the mile for the Breeders' Cup? I mean, I don't – that's all – we don't want to get into uh, great details, but it sure feels like it because I don't know why he'd run in this spot otherwise. I mean, he could run in the uh, Vosburg – was it next week, Paul, right, against Cody's Wish. Now, maybe he doesn't want to face Cody's Wish, but that race would seem to fit him perfectly, and instead Asperson goes here. So – I find it odd. I mean, the last time he went, went a mile, guys, he lost to Cody's Wish. I mean, so, I mean, but he still ran a 99 buyer, guys, at Keeneland. So, I don't know. This three to five, Joe, is that what you're thinking here? Is that what you said? Yeah, I'm thinking probably three to five, okay. if not. Yep. I'm hoping I, three to five, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I don't have too much else to add. Let's talk to, to Pete and Paul. And Pete and Paul, I know last week uh, when we had Matt on, we just asked Matt a question. But today we'll just treat us like a normal show. You guys can feel free to talk about your picks. And if you want to ask, obviously, Joe and Andrew a question, you can. But we'll let them, we'll let them do most of the analysis. Um, you guys are both going to try to beat Gunite. And I get it. I mean, there are some minor questions here. And, Pete, you're going to go with Waylon Springs, who's an archibred, who's in really good form, just ran a 98, just keeps getting better. Should stalk from the outside and, in theory, get a nice trip? I mean, you could do have worse long shots than this one. Yeah, that was basically the thought. I mean, in, in, in the pick five, I, I wound up singling elsewhere. So I decided, hey, if we can beat Gunite and if you can take down a horse that's going to be under even money, 
might as well try and do it when he's doing something, even though he's he he towers over this field from a class standpoint, like Joe and Andrew said. You know, he's doing something that maybe he doesn't love and going two turns. And if what if he does wear down? What if Mish does go? Nimitz class picked up Paco. So maybe Nimitz class goes and has shown some real quality speed in the past. So what if Gunite just wears down from the two turns? Like you said, Waylon Springs is just really in good form. The only loss since moving to Lindsey Schultz was to Proxy, who just ran really well um, last two weeks ago, I guess that was. So I think I'm just going with form with a horse that looks to be improving now that they've now that they've stretched the horse out and, and started routing this horse. He's a he's a completely different horse. So if he steps forward even again and Gunite runs sort of that, you know, below 100 buyer range in terms of yep. why not? Why not take a shot with a horse yeah. that's going to be three to five? And again, I'm not leaving. I'm not tossing Gunite just because he is so much better from a class standpoint. All the Italians are out tonight, guys. Gizmo Lacavelli. What's up, Gizmo? Said that it's always been made public that Gunite's going to the mile. I haven't heard that, but maybe if that's yeah, true, it's... I don't I didn't know that. <clears throat> Gilly Coloros, Gary Coloroso uh, wants to know that Gunite will be all out in this race. I mean, Andrew and Joe, I don't think Gunite has to win his or run his A plus race. I think no. his his no. his I I'll say his B plus. I think he has a B or B minus, maybe not, but I think his B plus race wins this race don't you guys think yeah and i think it depends too on if mish goes i think that's going to be you know i think pete was just saying it you know that could really change things but if gunite gets an easy lead and no one comes after him he could run his b game and still and still win i think it's going to be interesting to see what mish does and paul's going to go with dr b who has run some big races he's been in some big races paul is that that slot is that slop effort on December 3rd, the go for one? I'm sure that got your attention when uh, he, or she excuse me, ran the 103. Um, you're, you're going for a little bit of an upside here as well. Yeah, I just like the fact that Butchie Reed hasn't been afraid to take this horse out of town and run against the absolute best female sprinters, Caramel Swirl, Goodnight Olive, Echoes Blue yep. Twice. Uh, I think uh, she gets the right trip. The Liam's maps are 20% on wet dirt, although the gun runners are more 25%. Uh, I, you know, to that comment in the chat, you know, I covered the four goal. We talked to Steve after the race, asked if he was going to train up to the Breeders' Cup, and he said this is the type of horse who likes to run and that he definitely would, almost definitely would be looking, you know, to get Gunite another race. Uh, I don't think Gunite has to win. I think he's the best horse, um, but he is 0 for 2 at a mile. Uh, he's going to be 3 to 5. He doesn't have to win. He, he needs to get a race in. They're obviously focused on the Breeders' Cup. I think they are going to go to the dirt mile because I think I think Steve loves Gunite. I think he's love, love, loves Echo Zulu, and he wants to see her have a shot at the boys. Uh, he sounded like that. Uh, in the race after the race at Saratoga, and uh, it looks like, uh, but if Gunite doesn't win this race, this field, then I think all bets are off. Yeah, yeah. and the the other horse I want to mention that we haven't even talked about, but I have to mention it, guys. To me, the upset horse is this one, Doctor Ardito. I like the fact that he's second off the layoff. He's a New York bred. In theory, he should get a great trip. He's going to be closing. Um, he hasn't gone two turns a lot. A lot of those mile races are one turn, but it's Irad. I mean, to me, this is the horse 
that could upset Gunnate and Joe and Andrew. I'm assuming you guys both agree because we're all, all three of us are five two. Is that right? And then we'll move on. Joe and Andrew want to comment. Yes. On this yeah, we'll yeah. I uh, I really like the two. Um, I think if the, if there is like a somewhat of a speed duel and maybe Gunnite does get tired, um, Ira's just going to be sitting there licking his chops, waiting for this field to come back to him a little bit. And if that happens, he's going to be on the outside. You know how Irad swings out on the turn everywhere. He's going to be in the middle of the track, and if he gets to the middle of the track, he might just sprout wings and be the best anyway. <laughs> well, little tr- we got a little Trevor Denman. Little Trevor yeah. Denman's in the house. Uh, yeah. Joe, he's also That's... three for three. Three for three in the wet, Joe. <laughs> two for three on the win end and a, and a second. So And a second. Yeah, no, that's – that's what no not at all and that's why i had him second uh, you know like andrew said you know if gunite does get tired i, I mean the two is just going to be sitting there waiting and licking his chops just to go into the middle of the racetrack and, and crush I, I don't think it's going to happen but you know yeah. who knows we'll see it's going to be a good we'll race see. so it's going to be a great race let's move on to the next race guys we'll bring up on uh, the screen here right now. Hold on a second. Sorry about that. Uh, By the way, as you do that, Chad Brown, I saw an interesting 0 for 21 on the dirt at parks in the last five years. So Yikes. that was that was a surprising. I mean, usually you figure he sneaks one out somewhere, but he's I also got saw, the stats, Joe and uh, Andrew. That's that's real a quick. Stat. I, I saw yeah. uh, Andy Serling yeah. had commented on something that he thought that that horse might not run. By the way, but I don't know if that was a throwaway comment. Or they just might not cross-centered off the turf at Aqueduct. Oh, and, oh, yeah, it was Aqueduct, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, uh, we'll cross-centered to... off the turf, and they will be off the turf. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll they'll have to keep an eye. There's there's gonna be a lot of potential yeah. scratches. We'll see. Uh, the Gallant Bob guys, Grade Two. This is for uh, restricted three-year-olds going six furlongs. How about the purse? Four hundred K. That is that is tasty. Big field here of ten, including. A, a, some exciting PA breads uh, on the uh, rail and on the outside. More line favorite here is number nine, Rivet. Rivet. There's a frog in the house. Asterson <laughs> and Gaffleon, five to two. Let me go ahead and bring our picks up on the screen for this race. There they are right there. This is the first time everyone here on the panel has seen these picks, so I know they're excited to see who's got what, etc. Um, let's see. We went to Joe last time at first, I believe. Um, Andrew, let's go to you first this time. You and Joe are both showing some Pennsylvania <laughs> love going with the number 10 Gordian Knott for Preciado and Sanchez. Uh, Pete and Paul and everyone home better pay attention. If two guys from Pennsylvania both have a PA bread in this race, we might need to upgrade this one. Uh, Andrew, what do you like about Gordian Knott here in the very tough gallant Bob? Well, not only do we both have the 10, we have our top three ice cold, same as, as same yeah. each other. So, um, <laughs> but uh, I, I, Gorian Knot is a parks horse through and through. Um, I was there for its debut. I, you know, I've been following this horse since. Um, this horse is just loves parks and it, and it never, hasn't run on the slop yet. Um, Lupe Preciado has been pre- pretty particular where he puts this horse. But um, the workouts have been immaculate. This horse is going to be sitting on its best effort, despite the last uh, race being pretty poor. Um, but that was just a prep anyway for this. And um, the outside post might hurt, but I think there might be a couple scratches anyway because of the track. So I think this horse actually yeah. 
fits better. It might not be five to one, but this is my single in the pick five anyway. So Whoa. I'm hoping it runs good. Was it last oh, wow. year, uh, Andrew, you gave us like a 10 to one shot from the outside? Was it the Gallon Bob race? I can't remember. Um, you yeah, nice no, it was, um, it was it a was. 14 hole. It was a yeah. 14 hole. Yeah, it was, it was, it was uh, the one all the way oh, outside. What, Nakatani? Yeah. The last oh, that. I had that. Huh? Scaramouch. Yeah. Scaramouch. Scaramouch. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. That was the Gallon Bob, right? I think it was. I believe so, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, they, well, just go to the bank. I mean, screw my pick five ticket. I'm just going to unload right here at Philly, Joe. Uh, anything you want to add uh, to what Andrew said? Four for five at Parks, you can't argue with that. My big question is, does he class up? But this field yeah. is interesting, but there's really no killers in here at all. Correct. And, you know, it, it was a pretty good – it's a pretty good field. You're right. There's no absolute killers in this. Look – the only concern right now is, yeah, he's never been on on a wet track. Um, as Andrew said, Lupe's really been uh, picking his spots carefully. Um, I also think that there's probably going to be a couple scratches. That'll help him. You know, looking at the – I think I had the nine – yeah, I have the nine-second uh, rivet. Um, you know, he likes the, he likes the wet. So we'll see, uh, we'll see what he could do. But, you know, I got to give some uh, – some um, uh, PA bread love here. I just think this horse is in the right spot. He's been, uh, his workouts were incredible. He's been, you know, everything he's, he's asked to do, he's been doing well. So, uh, you know, I'll give him a shot here. A real shot. And you know, Joe, he feels like the kind of horse that can go faster if he needs to, like he just always gets the yeah. job done and rivet. Who's going to be the favorite here. I know he's fast. He's, he's faced some good horses and he's got some back numbers. But look, he's he run a 67 and a 71 in his last two. You could say, you know, yeah. he stumbled. He doesn't like, uh, you know, he's got excuses. I get it. But I think this horse can be over bad. And if you look at the bottom of the screen, we all respect yeah. Rivet. But it's the kind of horse you're going to try to beat, right? Like, I, I think we're all going to try to yes. do that. Well, that's yeah. – and I think that this is one of those races where, you know, you can take the favorite and really try to beat him. I, I think – Rivet is a vulnerable, a very vulnerable favorite. It'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, who if well, who scratches out of this race also, yeah. um, because you know, and Andrew, I don't think uh, you know the ten's probably going to be coming off a little bit, don't you think? He may be fifth, sixth. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, you I know, that's ask you guys what kind of trip you envision for this. Well, horse. Yeah. if you, if you go back to the races where Michael Sanchez rode this horse, which he rode this horse the first four starts of its career. Yeah. He, uh, besides the first two, which were obviously that he was just a class above with this, with those, uh, two year olds. Yeah. Um, but the, the, the Prescott race in the nursery, um, he kind of tried to sit off and it worked right. out for him in at Prescott didn't really work out for him at the, in the nursery, but even the, the first race back, uh, off the layoff after being in Florida for the, the winter, he came off the pace in the dancing too. So I think he, yeah. he probably will be sitting about third, fourth, fifth. Yep. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. It'll be interesting. I, you know, I, you think I, – I mean, I think Rivet's probably just going to go to the lead, right? I don't know who else is going to go. If uh, he breaks. Maybe I mean, Sir Lancelot. issues lately. I don't know. Well, right, exactly. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. Um, Paul, let's go to you because you and I both have – guys, I think this horse is the classiest horse in the field. Um, I think he's faced the best horses. I, I loved him last year. He hasn't quite – you know, done as well as I thought this year, but I just think this is a real good spot, Paul, for number four, Damon's Mound, who ran really well um, at Charlestown. And what I like personally, not only did he run well recently, 
He's run okay on the wet, and he has some works since that Charlestown race. He just seems like Damon's Mount's going to set a great trip for Michelle Lovell, Paul. Yeah, I think you have to really look at this horse's PPs closely because the 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 quote unquote bad races are a two turn route at Churchill, a sprint on turf at Keeneland. I have no idea. I like Michelle Lovell a lot. I have no idea what she was thinking about that. Uh, a one-turn route at Churchill in the Pat Day Mile. If you look at this horse's dirt sprints only, four starts, three wins, and a second by a neck to Tumble Rumble, who's a pretty good horse. So yes. I, I just think this horse is uh, – I think the horse looks pretty good on paper, but I think he's even better than he looks on paper for those reasons. Wow. Okay, I, I agree with you, actually. And Tumble Rumble, I believe, is running in um, in the Oklahoma Derby, I'd like to say, I believe. that Our guys from Benton and Boozen covered the Oklahoma Derby. And by the way, the card Sunday night at Remington is fantastic. And last time I checked, there are no tropical storms in Oklahoma <laughs> uh, this weekend. So. I'll be home, hopefully, but if I ever get there. <laughs> yeah, uh, Michael Austin, I lo- might think Sir Lancelot is going to make the lead in this spot, by the way. Indy 2029, yeah. excuse me, Indy 229 loves Sanchez, the jockey. Uh, let's see here. I think someone else had a comment. Oh, I, Penn State Scott, guys. I'm going with any horse that has the name Noah or Ark in it. So, <laughs> listen, we hear you, Penn State Scott. Uh, Pete, let's go to you. You're going to zag a little bit, Pete. You're going nautical star in Oklahoma, bred, who's running not in Oklahoma this weekend on their big day, but actually coming to Pennsylvania, coming off a big win in the slop for Safi from Florida. Interesting. Yeah, I like the, you know, the the slop race actually bodes okay. I mean, it, obviously it was only an optional claimer, so it wasn't the greatest field in the world. I just look at this one as if you toss the the Florida Derby was just, everything went wrong and it was just probably out of, he was way out of his league and it was going a mile and an eighth. Now he's back to doing what he does. He's run well sprinting. From a from a figure standpoint, he improves basically each sprint race. He comes in now; he's under Safi, and he picks up Irad. So he's got a lot of good things, and I think his odds could probably float up. I figure the ten will take money because he's the he's the Parks horse, and I really like that horse too. So I'm with you guys. He was like my fourth A right off the the top three. So I'm going with one that maybe has a little bit more upside because we haven't he just hasn't run a lot yet, and especially under Safi. So if he keeps improving a little bit, then he's right up there with the rest of this field. Yeah, Safi is capable of, uh, let's say, having a, you know having their horses ready. I'll hey, I don't, I don't, you know what? In certain when, spots. When you, when you, when you're putting, when you're putting, when you're putting money down, I don't really care. It, you know, it's, I don't really, I'm not going to throw a horse out because I think they might cheat to make him good. I'll take that if I don't. Oh, I didn't say cheat. that. I didn't, yeah, you ever heard that word care, from me? Say, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, we're, 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 we're at the Jamie Nash track. So, I mean, it's not like we're, we're against, yeah. against, against Well, the, Paul, there goes the interview with Safi Joseph on this podcast, but hey, what are you going to do? Um, guys, my wacko wheeler horse is Sir Lancelot, and I sort of agree with Michael Austin here. I have mad respect for Michael Stidham, guys. I think this he's an excellent trainer, and I know that his best races for the seven have been, you know, on turf and synthetic, but you know what? Usually these kind of horses can handle the slop, and I can see this horse absolutely flying to the lead, and if you guys yeah. are right that speed is holding, I would not sleep on Sir Lancelot here, guys, because I don't see anyone who's got, like, major, major speed except for this one. I think if this horse clears and handles the slop, 
he can easily win this race. So although I'm going Damon's mound, I think Sir Lancelot is a little bit fascinating. Joe and Philly, uh, and Philly, I see the Philly boy. Andrew and Joe, any quick thoughts on my sort of knucklehead Sir Lancelot thought here? And then we'll no, I, no, I, I, I think, um, I think you're spot on with if he can make the lead, if he can clear. Um, I think he, you know, he's got a shot. Um, I just don't know, you know, I, I don't know if Rivet's going to go. If Rivet goes, gets to a little bit of a duel with uh, Sir Lancelot, but if Sir Lancelot can clear, Sir Lancelot's got a good shot. I also yeah. just think Sir Lancelot might just be better on turf um, yeah. or even synthetic. Well, I don't know if yeah. it's really a dirt horse. Yes. Yeah. Um, the slop should help, but I don't, I don't really know. I, I, there's too many questions for me to use. Oh, no question. I mean, he, he ran in a slop in the My Frenchman, but that was a really fast pace at Monmouth. So the seven is a bit of a flyer. I just want to go with someone out of the box in there for a second, guys. Let's go ahead on to the next race here as I switch the banners. There we go. Race 12, and I'm going to switch around. Race 12. This is the Cotillion, guys. And, Paul, you've got some news that you brought to our attention last week. Do you want to mention something special about the Cotillion? You know what I'm talking about, don't you, Paul? Yes. Yes, our friend Jessica Paquette will become the first woman, female, to call a grade one race in the United States with the cotillion. Oh, wow. That's pretty, yeah. Yeah. pretty exciting. Um, and, it really and, is. Yeah. No, it's, it's it's pretty cool for her. So that's, that's, uh, that's great. You see our picks there on the bottom of the screen. Uh, Joe, we're going to go with you first. This is, by the way, let's bring this back up on screen. This is a one – there we go. One million dollars, mile in the 16th. It's of course for the three year old girls. It's a pretty big field of nine. Moreline favorite is the leader in the clubhouse for the three year old girls right now. Pretty mischievous for Walsh and Gaff Leone. Joe, you're not messing around here. You're going with the favorite. And Joe, I brought this up, uh, I think last week or two weeks ago on the show. I don't think it was out the realm of possibility that this horse could be horse of the year if she wins here. And she wins the Breeders' Cup this staff, and other things may may not happen at San Nita. I mean, her resume is extremely impressive this year. Oh yeah, I mean, her resume is. Um, you know, what did she rip off? I think three win the last three wins in a row. I mean, she's she's all there. Um, I just think she's one and one on a wet on a wet course. Um, that last race, the test was just you know, I thought it was such an impressive race by her. Um, she just didn't, you know, she, I think she went three wide, right? Was that correct? Yeah, but that's there? also, of course, yeah. the, that's, of course, where we had that's, to break down, and it's a little bit. Yeah, uh, she ran. Yeah, she ran was a little old. I don't want to take the, it away yes. from free mischievous, but, I mean, Maple Leaf Mel, God rest her soul, well, crushed that field. But anyway, go ahead. She did throwing. Yes, I wasn't going to mention that, but well, <laughs> on that unfortunate breakdown. Yes. I know, but yes, I know. It was a, it was that, very that unfortunate. Was too short, Joe, for her. We were there in person, and that that even yes. Walsh said it was too short for her. Yo, yeah, yeah. But I just thought it was a, it was such a, it was a good race to to lead into this one for her. Um, I just thought it was a super impressive. Um, the next horse I had, I looked at. Um, I liked Ceiling Crusher a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know that that last race was was a hell of a race by. Uh, by that horse um, in the, uh, what was that? The grade three, the toy pines. Um, pines. Yeah. Um, And then I went with a, well, it's sort of a sentimental pick in third Um, majestic creed. Um, One of my friends owns that horse. So 
Yeah. So it was, he, he was an owner uh, with Chris Landesini was his trainer who was my trainer the whole time. And uh, me and me and him were the last owners, but right before Chris died. And um, you know, he, he switched to Bobby Ann. Who's a, she's a great, great horseman. And uh, you know, I wish nothing but the best for those guys with this horse, maybe a little bit overclassed, but um, <laughs> Hey, it's a horse race and uh, anything can happen. And I was, uh, I was breaking the Marshall and Clay's balls because uh, this horse ran, th- uh, their horse ran second in the Catherine Sophia and uh, Jessica Creed ran third. And we were in Saratoga. I was breaking their balls a little bit and saying, Hey, why aren't you running in the, uh, in the cotillion? I said, my buddy's horse is running and you know, you beat them. So, but no, it's going to be, it's going to be a great race. And like I said, I, I, it's a sentimental pick for me. And I, I really hope these guys do well. They've been really good for the game. And, um, they're just really, really, really classy people. So I'm hoping uh, all yeah. the best for those guys. For those hey, Joe, she won, by, she won by 34 in the slop. So why, why not? Just <laughs> yeah. Over. yeah, exactly. <laughs> she does. She, the horse does like the slop. So yeah. Bottom of the screen in, in, main, in main claiming 25. And for people that don't know, Joe, because you sort of slipped in there, because uh, Joe is known to name drop because he's like, you know, Always hangs out with the stars of the stars. That was Marshall <laughs> and Clay and Clay Saunders from Ten Strike Racing. He just from Ten Strike Racer. Yeah. <laughs> um, Andrew, you are going with a horse, and we have talked about this horse ad nauseum on this show. And you know what? We've actually had a lot of success with this horse on this show, predicting how well she will do. If you look at the bottom of the screen, Paul has Who's Your Philly third. No one else has Who's Your Philly on the screen. And Andrew is saying, oh, no, 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 Hoosier Philly is going to stick, stick everyone into a locker and win for the Philly boys with Giant Velasquez. This horse is as inconsistent as she comes. But obviously, Andrew, you think today or Saturday is going to be her day? Yeah, the, the, the main thing is Johnny Velasquez being on this horse. Um, Morales was great with this horse early on, but when it got, came to the big stages – he always seemed to get in trouble or something wrong happened or just it didn't work out. So now they're taking they're going to the big boys. They're bringing in the Hall of Famer. He's going to give this horse the trip that, that she needs. Um, is she going to be the best? Is she going to is she going to win? That's up to the horse to find out. But I like the jockey upgrade. I think you could toss out the Charlestown race because she doesn't probably like the bull ring track. Um, and then you go back to like a track like Churchill, who kind of runs like parks front heavy kind of deep um kind of a long stretch um this horse won it, the first stakes race of her career on the slop by probably her best race uh margin wise and then she comes in off a of bullet work at churchill which is you know she doesn't do often i, I think she might be just in a good form right now and if she catches a, a you know somewhat of a weak cotillion field in my opinion outside of pre- pretty mischievous um the, it might be a good place, uh, price play on top. Listen, if you get a price on who's your Philly, I'm not going to doubt anyone. My general feeling, Andrew, and listen, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, is uh, the number two is going to cause a major problem for her, though, because I don't see who's your Philly clearing ceiling pressure because Maldonado, this is an absolute send, and yeah. I just don't yeah. know if who's your Philly yeah. – 
can stalk off of someone, go by, and then hold off the closers. But you are going to get a price on Hoosier Philly unless everyone in Philadelphia is betting Hoosier Philly on Saturday, and then you won't. But uh, you make some very interesting points, Andrew. I'll say that with the jockey switch and the uh, uh, and the and the slop, and who knows, guys, because every sloppy race, you know, every sloppy course is different. Uh Paul. Keaton Paul, you're also going pretty mischievous. I have pretty mischievous uh, second. Any quick thoughts, either one of you, on pretty mischievous? Or maybe we should just go right to Occult, who's my top choice, Pete and Paul, because you guys have that. You have Occult in second. I am going to show the race uh, two back against pretty mischievous in the acorn. This is a horse that's improving to me for Chad. I understand that the stats, Pete, with Occult, which is not good because Chad's, what, 0 for 1,000, whatever, on the dirt at parks. But there aren't a lot of horses in this race to me, Pete and Paul, that are improving. And I think she's improving. That last race, she could have won by more. I know it was a weak field. I get it. But I think she's going to sit a great trip. She's two for two over the wet. There's a lot of things I like about <clears throat> Occult Pete. And I'm going to show the replay two back against pre-mischievous in the acorn. Yeah, no. And it's this is Paul. I know Paul has uh... – We've talked about this on here, and I know Paul talks about it a lot, where when you get to our pick fives, I wound up singling pretty mischievous only because I feel like if she doesn't win, it's wide open. And you can go probably like I, I was ready to go like six or seven deep, including including a cult. And a cult's this the is, four, by the way. Yeah, you watch the four there. She, she stayed a little bit at the start. If you watch the head on, it looks worse. But a cult, not only did she not start great, it was weird. I don't know if she didn't handle the dirt or whatever, and obviously that might be a problem on slot, but she's she's reined back like way too far and pretty mischievous. This was her best race, by the way, by the buyers. I mean, look at this head start. I mean, Occult is getting away from them. This is what? Already six, seven, eight lengths. I don't really know. The jock's in hand here, guys, so I don't really know if this is jockey error or just the horse wasn't handling the track, but Paul, I mean, She's just being dragged way too far back and makes a big run late here. And look look at the distance here. I mean, it's crazy. And then she makes this nice run and finishes a good third. Yeah, well, she's certainly not going to beat pretty mischievous from five lengths behind her in, in any stratosphere. No. So I'm not yeah. – I would agree with you on that. I do, I do think, though, Howard, if this race has any semblance of falling apart um, – because I do th- I agree with you that the two is going to go. I don't like the two, but I think the two is going to go. Um, and, I, you know, I think I don't think Johnny V's getting on who's your filly to, to Raider. So yeah. if, if the race in any way, shape, or form looks like it falls apart, I think this five is a player. Uh, I do think this pretty mischievous wheelhouse is a mile and a 16th or a mile and an eighth. She won the Oaks at a mile and an eighth. The test was strictly an experiment. Brendan Walsh talked about it right after the Oaks, that they might uh, cut her back. And, uh, you know, they cut her back a little bit in the Acorn, and then they cut her back significantly. I will say this. I mean, Maple Leaf Mel was a mile the best in the test, but pretty mischievous ran huge to run second. I mean, she made up a ton of ground very, very late in that race. So I, I'm with uh, my friend Philly Joe here. I, I think that this she is much the best in this race. It doesn't mean she's going to win, but I think by far she is the most likely winner of the sequence. Joe, is that a lone A for you, by the way? No, no, no other A's other than pre mischievous in this race. Joe, for you? Um, no. Well, 
He might use others underneath, yes. but is that we have in an ABC? Concern? Oh, that would be Yeah, but I mean like in the pick five, I went super deep because I think Pete said it. If she doesn't win, I think it's wide open. Um and I took my single with Gunite so I could go deep in other in other legs. So Yeah. And 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 um Andrew, what you pre mischievous will be I don't know about odds on, but seven to five. I mean, she's pretty yeah, low, right? Yeah, probably no, no lower than probably four to five at the lowest. I mean, just because maybe you know, it, it depends on how much pool, money's in the pools. Uh, people always gravitate towards the favorites shipping in uh, on well, these days. And I think who's your Philly is going to get some. Who's your Philly's going to yeah. get some money, and that may yeah. push. Um, um, uh, pretty mischievous up a little bit, I think. I don't, you, you think, I don't, I'd be surprised if she went off four to five. Uh, no, I'm saying I'd on, be surprised on the low, low, five. the low end, it would be four Yo, to five. Yeah, 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 yeah. No higher than yeah. probably seven to five or eight to five, though. And, I think it's going to be in that. And I think, you know, this yeah. is by race, this is race 12. So by now, you know, how the track is playing is going to have a big f- effect on who wins this race. You know, I think you're going to have a pretty good idea by this point whether you should just play, uh, you know, who's your Philly and ceiling crusher? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what, yeah. Figuring one of them is going to just roll around. Uh, but, you know, so – but if yeah. if it's a fair track at all, I do think pretty mischievous is the best. But I think you do have to pay attention, see how the day is going. Doug O'Neill, by the way, on ceiling crusher, said that this is their Breeders' Cup. So – if people think, well, she's a cow bred, she's going to fly across the country and not run. I, I'm pretty sure that Ceiling Crusher is going to run a good race and be on the lead. I just, I don't know if she classes up. Other horses are going to be breathing on her. That last race, by the way, for Ceiling Crusher, anyone that likes her, go for it. There was a scratch in that race. I think Baffert scratched a horse fire call from the outside because he didn't want the outside post. Wasn't that the race ball? Where that he... was Faza, wasn't it? Wasn't that? No, that was, he scratched scr- out yeah. of the. Faza yeah. scratched out of there. That was just a really weak race with all due respect to ceiling crusher. Right. So, uh, but <laughs> Baffert is not scratching from the outside post in the next one, boys. And he meant, he made sure everyone knew about that. So, wow, Bob, you're so, yeah. you're so gay. You're so gutsy for running your horse. <laughs> what a the shock. Outside post. What a shock. <laughs> and boy, do I have strong opinions about reincarnate, but I'm sure we're going to get to it right now, guys. Uh, here we go. Pennsylvania Derby. Joe and Andrew, the best race of the year in Pennsylvania. It's always an exciting race. We've seen a lot of really interesting Pennsylvania derbies from DQs to big efforts to upsets to whatever. I think this year's rendition uh, doesn't clearly have a superstar, but is really interesting from a pace dynamic, from a race flow perspective, uh, from a betting perspective. I'm really looking forward to this race, Joe and Andrew. Yeah, um, I I think the Pennsylvania Derby is one of the better betting Pennsylvania Derbies in the last maybe five, ten years. Um, Usually Baffert sends a a monster every year and he wins often in this in this race. But, you know, I'm not a big uh, reincarnate fan. Um, I'm using it, but it's not my top pick. Um, if we're gonna guess, get into top picks. Um, go ahead. Here we go. I'm uh, scrolling on the yeah, bottom of the screen. Why not move on? Can... <laughs> yep. Uh, Joe and myself, and let's see, and Pete, we're all going with a horse that I am very impressed with. This horse, Andrew, and you're not going with that horse. So let, we'll come back to that. But you're gonna go with Magic Tap, who. Um, actually, I'm the only one. Andrew, you and I are sort of going solo. I have the horse in second. I've watched this horse run a bunch of times. I'm a big fan of his. He's going to have to step up, and he's going to have to rate. 
But I see a speed duel developing here, and I think Magic Tap could be an absolutely the dream spot to get the job done. Sorry to steal your thunder, Andrew. I'm assuming you've no, you're good. Yeah, no. So I I think Saudi Crown um, doesn't want this distance at all. Um, I oh, think okay. it's just a little bit too far. Um, every time it's this horses went over a mile, it got caught somehow. Um, granted they're getting caught by Fort Bragg and Forte, which would also be <laughs> odds on in this field. Yeah. But the, they, I just, I don't know. I just have a feeling that this horse might want a little bit shorter, like a okay. flat mile and not a mile and an eighth. Um, which if this horse also gets pressured from either Scotland or, you know, maybe one of the outside horses, uh, like uh, the 10 or the eight, if they, if they run magic taps, going to sit the trip and Gaffleon's going to know the track from playing, you know, riding in other races earlier, hopefully winning on some of them uh, that I back, but the, the recent workouts really good. The, the one race that I really liked was its last race. Um, it's hard to win, like at just getting up at the wire at a mile and an eighth at Saratoga. Usually, it's you know they, they don't close that well. Um, but this horse, you know, was dueling the whole way. I mean, you could see it right there. She, she, you know, he's pressing or he's pressing the five the whole way around, and then still, you know, lets the five get loose in front of him and still runs him down in the stretch, and that. That type of look, the more the horse goes to the middle of the track, the better it runs. And that's how it's going to be at parks. And Filmstar, by the way, came. So I bet Magic Tap in this race. So I remember it well. And Steve always, they always had high hopes for him. And Filmstar came back and absolutely crushed last week at Aqueduct. Although I will say it was a pretty easy field. But uh, Filmstar did come back and win, as you can see there. Uh, but going by Filmstar, Andrew, and I like this horse a lot. Going by Filmstar is not the same as going by others in this race. I'm sure you'd have to admit that as well. He's going to have to step up. Yeah, but if you look at Filmstar, Filmstar really had like a lonesome lead and got to kind of be comfortable up there. Yeah. And I think if there, if Saudi Crown does get pressured today, Magic Tap's going to be able to make up that ground a little easier to uh, on Saturday. Yeah, I agree. And this is a, you know, Steve, I always consider Asperson somewhat conservative with the spots that he sends. This is a pretty aggressive move. I mean, I guess there are really no other spots, you know, Andrew, for him to go for three-year-olds, but others, otherwise he would just have to face older. Although I will say, guys, there are a lot of three-year-old stake races that are good purses at Churchill on Saturday nights that are not graded, but he could have gone there. So they've got high hopes. I agree with you on this horse, Andrew. I think the four is interesting. Let's talk about some others here, guys. Um, let's go to you, Joe. You've got Saudi crown. I've got Saudi crown. Pete's got Saudi crown. Yeah. This horse continues to impress me. And I think Andrew brings up a really good point, but I still think there's upside with Saudi crown and I'm also very fascinated to see that if Reincarnate sends like a Banshee, can Saudi Crown sit? Because if he can't sit, Joe, that might be a problem. Yeah, I don't know if he – it'll be interesting to see. I don't know if he's going to sit. My concern, and Andrew hit it, does this horse – is this extra eighth of a mile going to be, you know, a problem for him? I I don't know. Um you know, I, I think he's just getting better every race, so it'll be interesting to see. He did get caught again. It was with Forte and, and Fort Bragg, so I really – I got to throw those out. There's no Forte or Fort Braggs in, in this race. So 
you know, th that was my thinking on on that horse. Um, you know, I, I don't like uh, reincarnate. I think he's going to get bet. And I think uh, Nick Tamaro on Twitter yesterday or the day before yes. was was going off on, you know, the three to one morning line on this horse. And, you know, and I think he's right. I I don't know how the horse is three to one, but, you know, if people want to keep betting him at three to one, I'll take a hell of a lot of other horses at at higher odds, you know. Uh, that's, Joe, we have five. Uh, we know, have I, five very astute. Joe, we've got. Sorry, interrupt you. We've got five. Well, let's yeah. let's toss me out. We have four astute handicappers <laughs> on this screen, and only one of us, and it's Paul, who I have mad respect for, has reincarnated even in the top three. And Paul has this horse third. So I don't. I know the Baffert thing. I know he's going to be cranked up and blah blah blah. And I'll show reincarnate in a minute. If Saudi Crown goes, or if anyone else goes, reincarnate can't pass you or me. I mean, I just, I don't understand. <laughs> right, Joe? I mean, the, reincarnate, well, I guess let's just oh. talk about it because because he's the big fat, he's the, I mean, he's someone you got to mention. Okay, he run at Los Al, big freaking deal. Los Al is a weird track. I thought he, and the his other win, you know, was in the sham, but that was at a mile on a speed-faving Santa Anita. He, he didn't that handle. That was Santa Anita, yeah. Right. He actually ran okay yeah. in the Rebel, I thought. He had some trouble, if you remember, and ran well but arkansas he couldn't pass anyone there and he was he, the derby obviously was a very fast pace i mean he has not proven at all joe that he can pass horses and i gotta believe saudi's going no. I, I especially the track oh, is favoring i don't see saudi sitting at all i don't see that happening no i i, I don't see it either that's why i think he's just going to go and, and the question is going to be is he going to be able to get the mile and an eighth if someone is yeah. someone going to come in and, and close in on him and you know i I like in my second choice. I used another um, hometown yeah. horse, the, the Daydreaming Boy, who I think can sort of get a piece of uh, of something here. If look, if Saudi, I still think Saudi Crown is just going to go and and bottom the field out. But this last race of uh, Daydreaming Boy, I thought Dexter Haddock rode a rode a really nice race on it. Um, he, he closed inside, well. He's getting better. Yeah, he's on the inside. He's the seven. This, this was a slow pace, Joe, and you're not getting a slow it pace was. on Spattery. No, right? no, no. So, uh, you know, it, it's going to be interesting uh, for this horse. Like you said, he may be a little bit um, over his head, but I, I think this horse has a decent a decent shot to at least hit the uh, hit the number. This is him. Yeah, this is him closing on the outside. Yeah. So, and, and um, Pete's El Morocco El Miracolo is right here, like going into the parking lot having a beer or something. <laughs> yeah. But this is this is the horse that Pete has in second, the ten, and you know here's your horse here. Hey, and Andrew. Andrew said, said you want to be out. Andrew said you want to be out in the middle of the track, so you know. <laughs> yeah, why not? I did indeed say that. <laughs> that. That's for sure. Um, Pete, here's my question with with Saudi Crown, or not a question, but something I'll throw to you. In my opinion, the Saratoga race was the first time he went two turns. Don't horses have a right to improve? I mean, I hear what Andrew is saying, and maybe reincarnate's going to burn him up, and maybe he won't win. But there, Saudi Crown has every right to improve second time going two turns, right? Yeah, for sure. And we've seen where we doubt, and I, I'm I'm a victim of this all the time because I usually am the one playing against these, where we see the horse that looks talented and then winds up, you you sort of doubt their distance, doubt their ability to get a distance. And then they show up in a race and they just run away with it. And that's the one thing I could see here where if, if this horse just says, you know what, screw it. And Giroud just kicks this horse away and doesn't fool around. 
and doesn't fool around with reincarnate well, or any of the other speed, then I, I then think we'll Pete, see. I think that's I think that's his best shot. Is if he yeah, just says too. screw it and he's got to go and don't worry about anything else and just you know send 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 and yeah, and not catch suicidal me or anything. Yeah, not crazy. No, 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 not but, suicidal. But, but I, I just think you go. Yeah, go. Yeah, you kind of have your, to ride Saudi Crown as if you were riding a horse at parks in general. At, you, at parks, you yeah. have to send out of the gate to get position because everybody's going to be sending. And, and if you yeah. if you sit off or if you try to play around and and get too fancy with it, you're going to lose the race before the five eighths bowl. So Saudi yeah. Crown needs to be hard sent out of the gate to get that position today yeah. or well Saturday. Yeah. All right, Paul. Yeah. I'm going to let you handle Paul. I'm going to let you handle this because we love Michael Lawson. He can be a little controversial sometimes on this show. He's a West Coast guy. Um, come on with these picks. A little biased with the Bafford hate. Uh, Michael, I gotta be, I'll speak for myself. I've picked Baffert's horses on top all the time. This is just a horse, especially a three to one that I don't understand at all. But his best number was a 95 and that was going a mile. You do have this horse though. Third Paul reincarnate. Paul, you're muted, Paul. <laughs> you know, I, I I hate to to pick against Monsignor Baffert. He's such an upstanding person. But, um, oh boy, here we go. This horse <laughs> is on, Wow. <laughs> this horse is run outside of California three times. Yes, He's sir. He's lost three times. Preach it to he me, was, brother. He was third in a very average rebel. He was third in an. A decent Arkansas Derby. He was a no-show in the Derby, and he won at Los Alamitos. And and his best figure is, as you point out, Howard, 95, which is 10 points behind Saudi Crown, 11. Saudi Crown's got a 106, and, and I don't like Saudi Crown. How's that? So I definitely don't <laughs> like reincarnate. I mean, I, look at that. Yeah, I'm not Stalin, the Paul. I, you know, I liked Scotland a little bit in the Travers, and I said on the show specifically, if you remember, I don't want Scotland on the lead, and he sort of inherited lead because, of course, the great Bob Baffert National Treasure with Jay Johnny B. didn't send, which was one of the dumbest things I've ever seen in my life. That being said, I didn't want Scotland on the lead. I liked Scotland in the Travers. I don't like him as much here, but he's very talented, and you've got him on top, and you're going to get a price. Well, then you wouldn't have liked the conversation I had with Junior two hours before the Travis when he told me he was going to the lead. <laughs> wait, a minute, you, I didn't. Hey, wait now, 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 Paul. There's something called a phone. I didn't get that text. What the hell? Um, anyway, uh, he was. I mean, you and I, Howard. We fortunately we were all over Archangelo, but I did like yes, Scotland as my second choice. Yeah. I didn't think he ran that badly. He he was on the lead, but never – you could just – you could watch the replay or you could look at the chart. He never really opened up and was comfortable. He was always kind of pressed. Uh, and, you know, it's a mile and a quarter on that track versus a mile and an eighth on this track. And, you know, I, I'm not sure – you know, track conditions, it was muddy for the Travers. And, you know, I don't think that's what got him beat in the Travers. I think it was the fact that – he couldn't open up, and it was just not a, uh, you know, he just never really opened up on the lead, and a mile and a quarter turned out to be a little too much. But I'll tell you, you talked about Asterson. Uh, our friend Mr. Mott is not in the habit of putting horses in spots he doesn't think they could be successful. 
I, I am, I'm look at as Matt Bernie has said the other day, you know, this saw six to one. He said, if I liked them at seven to one in the Travers, I got to like them at six to one in the PA Derby. And I, I'm in the same church, same pew. So uh, I, I will, I will go to confession on Saturday and, and, and repent for betting against Bob Baffert and, and bet someone else. Uh, Paul, you might not, well, you should read the chat, Paul, you and Michael Austin could have a, a sit down and, um, uh, I'm not going to bring up every comment uh, out of respect to everyone on the show. Well, here. the comment about Linda Rice is just stupid. <laughs> and I like Michael. Paul, go ahead. I'll let's... give you the floor, Paul. Go ahead. You, well, you, no, Linda, you, you Linda got tied up in a, a inside info, knowing who was going to run. Let's look at their drug records. I mean, that's just stupid, Michael. Okay, I don't want to talk about Safi, but if you want to compare – uh, on the uh, up and up, so to speak, Linda versus Bob. I- I'll I'd be happy to have that debate at another time. I think, uh, Pete. I'm thinking pay per view. What do you think? <laughs> I like it. I like. I'm in. You know, we could do it. I love here. Michael. And, and by the way, hey, opinions of what makes the game go around. But you know, and and I'm not averse to picking Baffert. I had phase of that day that he scratched him. I was gonna. Yeah. I think I had him on top. Um, I just don't like this horse in the 11. And and by the way, Faison was scratched in that race because he had the eight and he said he didn't like the outside. So the 11 at Pox yeah. is worth flying. And he also now, won he with might... Tabor. He also won with Tabor, which was the eight horse too, right? But you so. know what? In fairness <laughs> to him, he also doesn't put his horses in spots where they don't succeed. And someone asked him the question. Yeah. About he's two for three in this race. He won it with McKenzie. He won it with Tabor. Adare Mano was horrible last year, but he did win it with the other two. So hey, look, I'm not. Am I going to be surprised when Reincarnate wins? No. Am I going to have him as a B or a C on my ticket? Yes. Is he my top two or three picks in the race? No. Uh, Joe and Andrew, we're going to get to the last race, and we appreciate you guys joining the mm-hmm. show. It's been an interesting conversation. I guess my final thought on the Penn Derby, and I'll throw this to Joe and Andrew. I think there's a lot of horses that are hard to trust, even as, as talented as some of them are, like Saudi Crown. And this is a, to me, this is a spread, which I don't usually spread in these kind of big million dollar races, but it feels that way, doesn't it, you guys? Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, I, I think on my ticket, I used six horses. Um, wow. I, you know, it, it's, I, look, Saudi Crown wins, so be it. I, I like the horse, but I, you know, if he doesn't, I think it's uh, I think it's wide open after that, and I think uh, a handful of these horses can do it. And look, with you know, I, I know what's an name. Um, incarnate is getting the uh, no love. Reincarnate is getting no love, but you know that's what makes this this game so great. Is look, uh, you know, someone could think that the horse is the next coming, and someone else doesn't, and. Joe, we'll Michael's see what coming happens after on you now, Joe. Michael's coming after that's you, Joe. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he makes a fair that's, point. That's I mean, the I, game. That's the game. You know? Yeah, and I, and I also used uh, four horses in this race. I used the three, okay. the four, the five, and the eight. Um, we didn't really talk much about the eight. I just think, you know, if things fall apart, the eight should be, you know, there. Um, so not why not use it at 10 to 1? And I, I think it's a good uh, value play. Yeah, we didn't talk yeah. about Gilmore. Sorry, Andrew. Gilmore is an interesting horse. I think he might be better at sprinting, but he's talented and he's here yeah. for a reason, right, Andrew? I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, Walsh is also bringing you know some heavy hitters into into town, so yeah. maybe just brought yeah. this one for a shot. Um, but I mean, this horse, 
has some back numbers and you know i mean the horse ran good in the woody stevens granted it's only seven furlongs but why not you know why not use it yeah. you know in a spread race like this let's go to the last race we're going to talk about this race just for five minutes guys real quick and then we'll show our pick five tickets again let me bring us all on screen here we are having a great fun conversation with some excellent handicapping guests uh joe mecca and Anna Radzinski from uh, philly who have given us some great insight. Please make sure you comment on the bottom of the screen. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. We'd really appreciate that. And look into our power picks for Keeneland, which we'll be talking about on the show next week because Andrew and Joe, we've been crushing it on the show and in the power pick tip sheet for over two years here. And by the way, Andrew, you're going to have picks real quick before we talk about the last race. Andrew, tell everyone very quickly what you do for In the Money and where they can find your picks for Saturday at Parks. Yeah, so I I've been doing park spot plays and you know big the mandatory payouts for the Philly Big Five and etc. But um, for in the money media for probably about two three years now, um, I've been kind of slacking this year because I start working overnight, so it's like and I haven't gotten all all the you know consistency out there. But I will be having a full uh, article write up for the Cotillion and the PA Derby. Um, I have a little sheet out with some of my buddies over in the money media. I mean, uh, Di- real dynasty picks, um, over there. Um, they're based out of New York. So I have some of them for a free, like, you know, 14 race sheet with some yeah. pick fives and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, just, I'll be having my picks everywhere and I'll be talking to whoever needs to be talked to really about anything. <laughs> and, and Andrew, what's your Twitter handle real quick. Also, uh, it's a Philly boy, four on five right there. there. On the, okay, the thing, yep. And, and PTF told me the check is in the mail, Andrew. So you'll, <laughs> <laughs> you'll stuff up in the money. Watch out. What? Watch out. I don't get it. Let's move on. Let's don't worry. Don't oh, wow. worry. I, the, 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 I won a, I won 1% of a horse last year at the Pennsylvania Derby. And I never got a check for that either. <laughs> wow! <laughs> wow, that's ridiculous. All right. Well, anyway, by the way, that's all love. It's all love. I, I PTF, if you hear this, I'm just, I'm just kidding, man. Just kidding. Yep. PTF. We, love, we love, we love PTF in all seriousness. The guys does an unbelievable job. All right, guys. Race 14, the last race of the pick five. We'll just talk about this quickly, but it's important. I mean, this is the closeout leg of the Philly Five, which could pay nicely if some upsets occur. It's allowance al- uh, optional, sixteen thousand for uh, six furlongs. Did you guys notice the purse? Hundred? What is it? Yeah, hundred thousand. Hundred thousand for this purse for optional sixteen claimers. It's a monster field of fourteen. If it holds together with a morning line favorite from the rail comedy act. For our boy that we mentioned earlier, Jamie Ness and Ruben Silvera. I mean, wow, what a way to end this show. Uh, Joe, we're going to go with you. You are going to go with Jamie Ness and Ruben Silvera from the inside. Yeah, you know, when in doubt, you know, this is Jamie Ness's track anymore. So, you know, look, you got a 100,000 allowance optional claimer. I mean, looking at, I think they claimed this horse for 50 a couple back. Yeah. Um, you know, these horses, some of these other horses have been running for such lower class. Um, I don't like that he's on the rail, um, but, you know, hopefully uh, the Jamie Ness training will uh, kick in a little bit and uh, he can uh, he can do some uh, he can do some damage. Um, I, you know, I don't I, I honestly, you know, this is a crapshoot this race, especially with the way the track is probably going to be. After everything, I mean, what's this go off at seven o'clock? Probably six thirty, quarter of seven. Uh, yeah, the track is 
the track is going to be a complete uh, disaster at that point. It's going to look like I mean, Gotham it just out is. there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's just going to be bad. So, you know, th- crap here. You know, throw throw some darts at these horses and see what's going to happen. Is is my feeling on this? I, I think I used the nine also in second. If I the the yeah, wicked yeah. sight going, yeah, for Lou Linder. Look, this horse picks up Flan Giroux. That's a big, uh, uh, yeah, it's an upgrade in this race. Um, but I, again, I don't know what to think of this. I I don't know what to think of this race. I'm curious to see what Andrew has to say. Well, Andrew's got the five. This is a very difficult race. He's got the five. Cabra Chica, eight to one for connections. I have to admit that I'm not overly familiar with. Just won an allowance race at Parks last time. Yeah, so that, that's that's. I feel like allowance, that's where I come in. I, I come in into this, you know, uh, race with the a little bit of an advantage here, um, just simply because I watch Parks every day of the week. Okay. Um, I really like this five. Uh, Caban has two horses in the race, which he also has a ten. Um, and I granted he has the Apprentice on the ten, which has been ri- riding really well at, at Parks lately. Um, but uh, Ramos isn't too bad. He had a really good uh, last six months of his uh, apprenticeship uh, last year, and he's been riding good. It's a, definitely a trainer upgrade. Um, I'm friends with Angel Castillo Sanchez, and he had this horse to run really well um, when he had him or had her. And I think I think this horse is like just is going to be loose on the lead. I don't see anybody else really going out in the front. And really? if she can duplicate what she did last the time, night? she wins. Yeah, the nine should be. I okay. think the nine's gonna go. But then again, like I don't know. I I just think the five. Florent. Oh, oh no, I yeah. I agree with you. But it's 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 now it's Florent against all parks jockeys. Well, it's not Florent yes. against the big boys <laughs> yes. where they all plan it differently. This is where things get yeah. a little hectic. So by the way, guys, yes. I think this horse is the one that's gonna be on the lead. I know I know she's got blinkers off, but isn't the six pretty fast too? Yeah, I. I don't know. I, I think this horse yeah. is definitely fast. I don't know if she's going to be in the lead. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if she's going to be in the lead right, right off, maybe. All right. It's obviously – who knows, guys? This is this is a complete crapshoot. Pete and Paul, let's go <laughs> to your top picks real quick. Uh, Paul, you're going at the one, nine, the one also, Paul. So do you agree with Joe? Yeah, I was – for the same reasons, although I just put a big A next to the five on my, my little screen here, <laughs> Andrew. Go. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm not going to be – I'm not going to put a lot of time into uh, trying to beat a horse that the guy who watches Pox every day likes. Yeah, I mean, I don't love the one either, uh, based on what these guys said about the rail. But I suspect that, uh, you know, you know, Ruben Silvero had some some decent rides in New York. You know, he's going to have a lot more confidence at Pox, I would assume, obviously. But did have some decent rides. And, uh, you know, I think if he can work him away from there, uh, he'll be fine. But, yeah. Certainly, you want to have be alive. If you're alive, you want to be alive to as many as you can be. And Pete, you're going to the outside with the number 13, Shero, who I think you have the same idea I do with the 11. These are horses that are going to be coming from the outside, Pete, sort of stalking the speed and might be wide, but at least will be in the clear in a big field. 
Yeah, that's the hope. I mean, this is a this is a weird race because there's so many horses that are there's so many that are sort of dropping down crazy from, from and have just been bouncing around from different class levels. So it's just hard to know who's going to run and who's going to who's just sort of maybe the the class that you just don't see and maybe their results. And this one is a I mean, it's a Parks lifer, also four for eight on the wet on the win end. Yeah, just likes the track, likes the distance has races if you if you look at the if you look back has races that can win especially when at a little bit of a lower level so seems to win when he's at like the lower optional claiming levels even though they're still a little higher than these even if they're at other tracks so i think this might be one that just gets a little bit overlooked especially off that last race looks like such garbage so maybe if you go back though you find races that could beat this field but i'm i'm more of like a six deep in this kind of race anyway and you're going to get more than nine and two P because people see that last so, line lose. by. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I no. think that last line will scare some people off. Yeah. Yeah. Real quick. I'll go to the 11 guys and then Joe and, and Andrew. Sorry. I know we're going a little bit later, but I think hopefully you guys are good. Um, you guys good for five more minutes, Joe and Andrew. Oh, yeah. hundred percent. Right, oh, yeah. cool. mm -hmm. All right. I'm going with beach days guys. Eight to one. It's definitely, it's definitely not going to be a beach day on Saturday, but again, this is a, this is a, a, a J bread, but you know what? She's turning back, which I love in this spot. There's a lot of speed in here. She's got numbers that absolutely fit. She's been staked. I know it's been Jersey breads, but guys, go back. She's she's won, She's run well at Park. She was in the cotillion, for God's sakes, last year. I don't know why, but she was. <laughs> I mean, so I think this horse sits the same kind of trip, Pete, that your 13 gets, but I think the 11 is, is actually better. I, I like the 11 quite a bit if the speed doesn't hold in this last race. I know that she needs a trip any quick thoughts on the 11 from joe and andrew and they'll go to our pick fives yeah i got it. Look, i can talk about it <laughs> and, you know the uh or, oh, oh go ahead. no you can go first you can go first no I, I was just gonna say you know you were talking about the 11 being in the cotillion and everything else that and andrew will will say that's such a that's a that's this trainer he spots <laughs> some horses very oddly right. sometimes um and look the pharaoh man's what for this year so yeah that's a good look point. if this horse if this horse wins so be it i won't have this I, this horse will be nowhere on my ticket so if the horse wins the horse wins but i i i can't play that horse i, I don't know about i have Andrew, to admit but... i did not look at the trainer staff but <laughs> other than that she absolutely fits i mean no, I, she, I do like she this does. I like this. I think horse I need to talk to you guys amount. off here. I'm feeling. I feel you got more to tell me. That you're no, not no, <laughs> no. I like this horse a good amount. Um, I, I the this is the 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 trainer's best horse. Probably the best horse this trainer's yeah. had in ten years. Um, wow. yeah. And uh, Adam Bowman is, you know, he's nothing crazy. He's a great guy, but you know, he's he's gonna be a twenty to thirty win guy a year. He's a hard worker. He doesn't ride many horses like this, and he's been riding this horse no matter where this horse goes. It, it just needs a trip. I, it hangs a lot, I think, but it's definitely yeah. the class of the field. So you got that angle there. All right. Yeah, well, my concern was the was Keith the Paul. There goes my like more of a, look, for the power picks that I was. I, no, I, I had that horse on my <laughs> ticket, and I had I had that horse as an A, but it looks looks like one that is a little bit second, third itis a little mm -hmm. bit there. So yeah. that, I did I see a lot of mid high seventies, and I see a field that doesn't usually run that. Exactly. I mean, I, Look, yeah. you know what? And I and I might end up eating my words, and you know, the horse will get its first. The, the trainer will get its first win here. I, I'll be shocked, but you know, 
And the way the track's playing, there also might be a sinkhole in the middle of the track in the last race. Well, and yeah, the horse, yeah, exactly. the horse could fall down in it, too. That's also a possibility. <laughs> no, just kidding. Just kidding, Parks. We want everything to be safe. All right, Joe. Let's go to our pick fives, guys. And, again, we really appreciate you guys being on. You guys have given some awesome uh, things and uh, an analysis to think about. And what's going to be a, a tricky day, and you really got to – I think, uh, Paul, you mentioned it, and Joe and Andrew, you mentioned – you really got to watch these races, watch the weather, see how they're playing, because we could completely veer away from our picks on this show 48 hours in advance if the track plays differently. Joe is uh, pick five, five with four, nine, ten, with two, three, five, nine, with two, three, five, six, seven, eight, eleven, with one, nine. I asked these guys for sub $100 tickets. Joe, real quick, you're singling gun night spreading in other places. Yeah, that, that, you know, I was looking and I was between um, singling Gunite. Um, I, I didn't know. Yeah, in this type of thing uh, on a caveman ticket like you wanted, I, you got to find, I think, at least one single. I thought Gunite, I'll do her, I'll do that horse in the beginning. If I lose, I can come back and do some other stuff. I usually like playing a little skinnier in the beginning, um, get deeper as it goes on. Uh, look, I, my my bankroll for that, for the Philly big five. I mean, I'll probably invest, I don't know, maybe five, six, 700 bucks into the, uh, into the ticket. Uh, you know, I'll have a lot of A's and everything else. Well, I think there's what, 250,000 uh, into yeah, it. Um, so, yeah. you know, yeah. So I, you know, I'm good. That's going to be one of my, I'm going to concentrate the most on that, that, um, but again, I don't know, here, you know, right? no, I mean, it's your home track. It, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, I don't know what's going to happen, um, with all this rain coming, there could be a shit ton of scratches and it could really change things around. Um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, whatever pick five, you know, everyone's thinking of playing, I would definitely wait until you watch the, at least the first, you know, five, six races, and then you can try to restructure your ticket because it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting about what's going to happen to this track, especially, you know, I know we talked about it earlier. If it gets real windy and everything else, that's, that's my main concern. They'll run if it's raining and everything else, but yeah. it's the wind that we got to be a, a little concerned about. Look, we want it to be safe. Obviously we've had enough issues this year in a horse race and we don't need any more yeah. issues on Saturday. Yeah. Andrew, let's go with your pick five ticket. You're going two, four, five, six with 10. With two three four seven, with three four five eight, with five seven eleven, you're singling the PA bread. I like that because that's a separator in the gallant bob. Yeah, I figured you know I need to spread in the cotillion and the, the PA derby. Um, gun, I I mean I might play some a smaller ticket when it comes to you know game time, but uh, I just want to use a couple extra horses in case of scratches. Um, just to play a little safer, and you know, you said under 100, so I made the most out of that, uh, with 96. But <laughs> uh, that. yeah, and you have to spread in the last leg at least at least three horses. Um, you I'm could like go Paul more, tends to go over 100 when he feels like it, but that's all <laughs> you could go all on the last leg, and you probably catch a price regardless. So, um, if you can go skinnier in the first four races, I definitely recommend going all in the last. Yeah. Um, 
Joe and um, Andrew, would you guys want to stay on for our other three pick fives, or do you guys need to get going? I don't want no, to. We no, I'll stay on. All right, well, we, well I'd love to hear these guys. What do you think Philly guys in Philly go to bed at 8 o'clock or something? No, well, you know, I, I, I mean, I'll be up till about 8 a.m. tomorrow now, so. <laughs> you know, I don't know, but I'll tell you what, I haven't eaten. I'd love a cheesesteak right now. I've not eaten dinner yet, but anyway, whole other conversation. Let's go to Pete. Let's go to you, Pete. Pete, you're thinking a little bit the same lines as Andrew, where you're trying to get a price maybe and beat Gunite in the first leg. You're going four, five, six with one, five, nine, ten with three, with three, five, ten with one, seven, nine, eleven, thirteen. I love guys that there's just people singling in different places. That's what makes this show great, and that's what makes horse racing interesting. Is people are trying to figure out this handicapping puzzle and go in different directions. Pete, your ticket. Yeah, so I, I figured if you're going to try and beat a favorite like we talked about to try and beat Gunite in the first leg, might as well do it when maybe he's doing something that he might not be as great at. So why not take a shot? And if you can catch a price there, that just kicks it off. And then with the single of Pretty Mischievous, like I talked about, I was like, I think I my original ticket, I was about six deep. And I figured if I'm going that deep, I might as well just single, might as well just single pretty mischievous because I yeah. think anyone else, like like Joe said earlier too, I think anyone else can win that race. And it's similar to probably the PA Derby. The PA Derby, I just didn't want to go too deep. I kind of like Saudi Crown. I don't love anyone else. I'll take the shot with Il Maricolo. Hopefully he's going to run out to the outside rail and and just roll by again. And then the last leg, I just think that race is nuts. So I was trying to get as deep as possible. Interesting. <laughs> I like that ticket. My pick five, and I'm, I'm the ABC ticket for myself, Pete, and Paul is going to be available in our Power Picks tip sheet. And so, Andrew, we got to get you on that list. Andrew, we'll talk after the show. <laughs> Joe's already on the list, but we'll get you on that list, Andrew, courtesy of the HHH Racing Podcast. Not that you need any help, but, you know, maybe you want <laughs> some other opinions once in a while from other tracks. Because believe it or not, Andrew, there are other places in in the United States where they run horse racing other than parks. He might um, want but, he might want some horses to just cross off immediately like that you know like and let it ride or something. So oh, we can use no, the tip no sheet for that. I, I'm gonna single gun night. I'm going five with one four five seven nine with three five with two three four five six. Joe, I got your six in there just in case. Insanity <laughs> with one six nine eleven I'm gonna use all a hundred dollars I'm using uh, the two guys, Dr. Ardito and Wayland Springs, as backups that you don't see on the screen. If Dr. Ardito's not in there, I'd probably throw uh, the Nimitz class in there because it's trained by a Kravitz. So how do I not throw a Nimitz class in there, of course, in the first <laughs> leg? And then I'm not going spreading the cotillion, guys. I think it's either pretty mischievous or maybe a cult. I don't like anyone else in that race, personally. I think the... Uh, Parks is a spread, and I would spread more in the last race. I'm using the one. I'm going with other speed, and then the the Bowman horse that apparently has no chance in hell, <laughs> according to uh, well, they they didn't say that, but they brought up some good points. With I'm going to eat. I am going to and a jockey. I'm going to eat my words. I'm gonna I'm gonna eat my. You know what? I'm gonna be dead wrong, and everyone can say <laughs> can say it, but. <laughs> Uh, as we end the show, as we end the show, Joe, we didn't really talk about your background. I, I, you're not that active on Twitter, but just for people that aren't familiar with you, you, you've been successful in contests and you've lived in Philly all your life. Just tell, just quick thirty seconds for people that are not familiar with you, Joe. 
Yeah, no, I've been in the racing for 25 years, I guess now, almost 30 years. Um, I owned harness horses back in the day. Um, that's how I really got into the business. Um, and then when Parks got a casino, I got out of uh, harness and I started uh, started buying uh, thoroughbreds. And uh, I'm in the contest world. I won the uh, World Horse Players Tour. Um and yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much how I got into the uh, into the game. So yeah, no, Joe, you do a great job. We've had a lot of good time. We have we've had some interesting uh, walks at Saratoga too. <laughs> yes, in '95. Yes, we had. It was not pretty a few years ago. Uh, Andrew, I'm gonna let you close out the. Sh- well, actually, we'll get Pete and Paul too. But Andrew, final thoughts on what you're looking for a Saturday. Unfortunately, let's just first of all hope the hell they run. I mean, I think they're gonna run. If they were gonna cancel, they would have done it by now, I would think. But Andrew, other than the obvious weather, what are you looking forward to? on Saturday in particular. Yeah. Um, well, Chris Griffin actually just texted me and said that he'll send me any updates. So if I get any updates, I'll oh, let you wow. guys know. Um, because I did tweet at them uh, this morning asking and seeing if anything. But... Andrew, uh, we'll exchange phone numbers, Andrew, after the show. Yeah. Stay, um, stay, on, stay on the screen. I got Andrew, you. Right yeah, no show. problem. Um, but, yeah, I'll be there. Um, hopefully not drenched in water but you know hopefully i can get a spot somewhere inside but uh i'll be there um if it's too bad if it's to, too, too wet i'll probably leave early i'll but. have to look for you andrew i'll be there so yeah, i'll look, I, I, I'll look I know for a you. lot of people will be there a lot of big are you gonna be there paul's, Paul? gonna, paul's gonna be there okay, okay, be there, Philly Joe. yeah, yeah. okay good, good 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 i took, a, I took a, a vacation day for this from work so i'm getting paid to be there <laughs> technically oh, oh, so, even better <laughs> No, I'm, I'm definitely going to be there. <laughs> I'm very familiar with those vacation days. Yep. <laughs> um, Paul, final thoughts. Of course, you know Jessica Paquette well, and um, we're not. We did a live show last year, guys, and and Jessica tipped out society for us live on the show, actually. So, Paul, maybe you can uh, make sure you send a little. Maybe we should have a new uh, Penn Derby text chain amongst the five of us if you get any intel from Chris Griffin or uh, or uh, Jessica. But your thoughts, Paul, for Saturday, other than the weather, obviously. Yeah, like as I said at the top, you know, it's just it's such a big day, and you know, and these guys could appreciate it even more. I I almost went two years ago, and I didn't, and I guess it was like the greatest weather day of all time. And then <laughs> last year was just as good, and it, it it was just a wonderful, wonderful atmosphere. So that's why, I, you know, I, I I had second thoughts when the Cody's Wish race came up because I do want to go down and see that, but that's going to be a down and back uh next uh saturday just down in the morning and back at night so uh you know what Uh, rain or shine uh i'll I'll be there (laughs) yeah (laughs) gizmo gizmo just get me the plane ticket man i'm there i got no problem with that so uh yeah i I mean i you know the the turf monster is always a good race it it doesn't look like there's going to be a turf monster on saturday (laughs) it looks like there's going to be an off the turf monster (laughs) No, but, All right, Joe uh, and Andrew, TV. I just uh, have one Matt last thing. Was nice enough to fly me out to uh, Kentucky yeah. Downs last week. That's what What's I that, Andrew? I just I have one last Downs thing. The first time uh, was two weeks ago. Sorry. To go to ahead, promote uh, the PA Derby and whatnot for whoever wants to go, they do give away a free hat for for however many first people. As you can see, this is <laughs> last year's, and I think that's 2021's on the right on uh, with Paul. So um, this year's design is actually pretty cool, but it's free entry. It's you know free parking. You know, we can't really beat that. You know, you don't get that at many racetracks. So if it, if if you want to, you know, stand out in the rain or whatnot, that's where you can go Saturday for some free fun, you know. 
Keith, final thoughts on uh, Saturday. It's me. We we love big days. This is the last well big day outside of Breeders' Cup preps. And of course, things really ramp up starting yeah. next week with the Breeders' Cup. You, yeah, you love you love when a track that isn't on sort of the national stage gets their day, and yes. it just sucks that if the weather sort of takes a little bit away. I mean, the only disappointing thing is the PA Derby doesn't have sort of them the the big names that we know from like the Triple Crowns or or some of those summer you know the summertime horses. But you know maybe they can some a horse like Saudi Crown could use this race to sort of vault into that into that upper echelon and pretty mischievous. She's just under the radar, but she's like you said, she's been as good as anybody. So from a big name factor, it may not be there, but there's a couple horses who come, this could be stepping stones to, to the breeders cup. And, and that's all you're looking for at this time of year. For sure. Uh, guys, it's been a great show and Peter and Paul, I don't know about you, but we, we have great people on this show that preview the breeders cup with us. Joe and Andrew, I don't know what you guys are up to, but uh, you guys are right up there at the top of the list. If you guys want to come on when we do, we, we have several Breeders' Cup shows that we do, and we could use some help. So maybe uh, Pete and Paul, we should uh, get these guys uh, more info and see if they can come on for the Breeders' Cup because we really enjoy talking to you guys. You just give great insight and hope you guys enjoyed the show. It's always a lot of fun when you guys come on. For Pete Visco, Paul Halloran. Andrew Rizinski, how do you pronounce your last name, Andrew? Uh, it's Rizinski. Yeah, Rizinski, sorry, yeah, Andrew Rizinski. <laughs> and Joe, is it Met? Yeah, Joe, Joe Metka. Metka. This has been your yeah, host, come on, Howard. Howard Kravitz, episode 291 <laughs> of the HHH Racing Podcast. We wish everyone lots of luck and success at Parks on Saturday. Crush your bets at Parks this weekend. Take care, everyone. Have a great night. Bye-bye. See you now.